Hello, I'm Moses, and uh, this is the last thoughts of a busy mind. And I want to talk to you and, and tell you about my uh, experience of leaving Iran. When I left Iran, actually, it was like um, two weeks before the uh, revolution of women life freedom happens. So <laughs> it was a quite a special time to leave the country. Uh, I left there and. Uh, at the first week, I was in Turkey because uh, I had to move uh, move out earlier because uh, I was about to uh, get included in the mandatory service. And when you get included in the mandatory service, you cannot leave the country. And yeah, <laughs> this is Iranian life. And so going outside of the country, it was like, um, like the, the most depressing days uh, maybe of my life so far by then uh, in Turkey because I was like crying and sleeping in my hotel room for like five days and after five days when I went out of the out in the streets I couldn't see the city right and I moved to Belgium right afterward when I got to when I arrived in Belgium uh, at first I didn't have any house it was quite a thing, and I was searching for my house. It was stressful, and, 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 till the day that I found my house. And I got a new house, and I moved to it. So uh, I felt like, okay, I can see that I'm in a new reality, and I'm in the, in the different part of the universe. At the same day, uh, I saw the news that um, Mahsa Amini got killed um, by the hand of the police in Iran and it was like a beginning of a new chapter not in my life only but in the history too so um, the revolution of women life freedom started and and I was I was hearing and I was reading my friend's name in the in the list of people who got arrested and it was so so full of anxiety and part of it was because of this I mean the pain that my friends that um, others that I have lived all of these years with uh, are are experiencing at the same time and part of it the other part of it was like um, well, this actually let me explain this part. Um, actually, the whole of my life I was like um, living as a minority. I, I felt outcasted all the time. Um, I mean, it's it's part of the parts of the thing, and I, I don't say that uh, I'm all against it. I mean, it's not a pleasant part, but it's part of the situation, part of the being, part of the existence as a minority and uh, the fear of missing out is part of it the uh, the fear of uh, being outcasted is part of it and in the new in the new land i mean in the new um, in the new country that i've moved to i was like getting into this fear more and more because i'm uh, if i was only part of a minority in tehran in iran uh, I'm part of 
multiple minorities in here. I mean, a minority in minorities, literally. So, uh, um, part of his, this was because of this move, this uh, immigration. And at the same time, um, the revolution is actually the most beautiful thing that I, that I can see, that I can say that happens in the history of, like, uh, Iran, maybe. Yeah, the whole history of Iran. Because um, it's the first time that you're hearing the voice of minorities. You're hearing from the people who are in the shadows. Uh, but at the same time, it's another part of the history. It's a start to a new episode of history. And this change and this rapid change has the feeling of uh, anxiety. And at the same time, like this uncertainty. Because it's not done yet. We know revolution is out there. We know revolution is going on and on and on. And yeah, this is like the hardest thing. Uh, if the revolution can can define uh, as a immigration of a people to another history, and um, immigration itself is uh, immigration uh, of a person to another part of the world. Um, combination of these two for me was um, like moving out of a universe to another universe. I feel like I'm in another planet. And at the same time, I'm trying to find my own new ways around to survive these two as I survive that dictatorship and all of those dark things in the past. Hello everyone, um, as my friend mentioned at the beginning, this is the last thoughts of a busy mind, chapter 99, this one called Scream of the Voiceless, we will get to why it's called that a bit later. Now my drink today is sparkling water, lemon flavored, let me take a sip. Yes, cold, refreshing, fun, all of that. And um, at, as it is customary for this season, which is the theme of living under oppression, you heard from one of my friends talking about the experiences of being a minority, both in Iran and outside of Iran, and how the current revolution in Iran has given a voice to these minorities, aka the voiceless. And I'm not exaggerating or using hyperbole here, the minorities in Iran have been voiceless for much longer than you might care to imagine or care to admit. There is a few things I want you to remember. Uh, I've talked about this before, especially on chapter 92, when uh, I talked about well the identities. And um, you need to remember this, both if you are outside of Iran talking about Iran, or if you are an Iranian and you need to reiterate this. And the idea is that Iran is not a monolith. There are historical precedents for multi-ethnical, multicultural, and even multinational uh, groups in Iran, and they have been part of the entity, the umbrella that we call Iran or Persia. The fact that uh, Iran is the land of the Persians is a relatively modern thing. Not not even relatively modern. It's a hundred years old. Reza Khan was the one who introduced it. 
So um, I talked about this also in the special chapter, Let the Sunshine, Let the Sunshine In, when I talked about it with my friend about separatist movements. But here I want to discuss it from another angle. The fact is that uh, you might find yourself being born into one of these minorities. I'm talking purely ethnic minorities and cultural minorities and um, national minorities. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word. In Iran, meaning Kurds, Lords, Baluchs, Turks, uh, Arabs, Kashkoi, uh, Bakhtiari, and Gilaki, and Khorasani, Turkaman. The fact is, there are even more, and I'm blanking right now because I don't rehearse this, I talk about it uh, from the off the cuff, and that's the appeal of this show. But yeah, there are even more that I'm probably forgetting right now. And um, the thing is that all of these, they are not necessarily the minority, by the way. The idea that they are the minority is, again, a very um, centrist, uh, and I don't mean politically centrist, I mean um, geographically centrist view that... uh, puts Tehran, the capital, as the center of Iran, and everything needs to evolve around that. Because even in Tehran, I don't think they are that much in the minority. And that is not even talking about the immigrants who come to uh, Iran, like Afghans and uh, uh, Pakistani people. Uh, I don't know what you call people from Pakistan. I guess Pakistani is correct. Or even people who immigrate from Iraq, uh, to Iran and um, I'm not even talking about it because that is a whole other discussion about immigration that we need to have and the inhumane way that Islamic Republic has uh, dealt with it including just basically first of all not even addressing it thinking it doesn't exist in immigration uh, into Iran and secondly not giving the people who immigrate uh, rights um to pursue a good career and secondly let them uh, develop their own communities because again Islamic Republic is a very bigoted um, system and you add to that the fact that there are a lot of religious minorities in Iran uh, like uh, even Sunni people which is a subsection of Islam Uh, there are Zoroastrianisms uh, Zoroastrianists uh, there are Jewish people in Iran, there are Christians, uh, Armenian uh, people in Iran. And so the fact is that all of these people have been basically voiceless. This is not something new. And Islamic Republic doesn't, uh, didn't start it, but they definitely perpetuated it and uh, benefited from it. It started almost 100 years ago yet because uh, Reza Khan came to power in 1301 uh, in Persian calendar and we are now in 1401 so yeah almost a hundred years ago where they decided to make a nation state and for that they needed a nationality and they needed an ethnicity at the forefront and so I say Persian Shia uh, Shia thing has been going on from long before but it was the first time it was cemented in a in a how do you say it intersection with Persians it's not like you're just not Persian, you're Persian Shias. Um, it's, again, probably too complicated. But you need to remember that these people 
have been basically voiceless because they do they, they don't get treated the same way two of is with this revolution as my friend said the revolution is the most beautiful thing in iranian history this revolution the woman life freedom revolution because um for the first time we have to come to an understanding that even though everybody under the islamic republic gets hurt some people get hurt a little bit more some people get hurt a lot fucking more the fact that it is a gender apartheid means that even if you don't want to even if you didn't plan on it you at some point benefited from it if you're a male i didn't mean that you personally went ahead and oppressed every woman you found but you benefited from it you benefited from the system so you need to understand that and then you add to that the other forms of minority which is sexual identity minorities and meaning um, sexual identity and sex, um, gender identity minorities meaning uh, the members of the lgbtq family who you don't need me to tell you did not have the best time in iran they did not there are laws in the book that makes the everything that happens to align uh, with their orientation with their identity illegal i want you to imagine that your whole existence is illegal it's not that there are bigoted people who make it hard for you it's illegal and so yeah they have been voiceless and the beauty of the woman life freedom revolution is that we need to address it we need to address the fact that yes i am a, i am a man i benefited from it i didn't perhaps i i hope so i've tried my best to do not use the system in my benefit but i did benefit from it i managed to grow my hair out and wear it yeah i got harassed for it but nobody fucking killed me over it and i think the beautiful thing about the scream of the voiceless about the first time as my friend said minorities have come to the forefront is that well they're getting known for the first time a lot of the iranian people and um I'm talking about many of the older generations who may not be as um, inclined to address these questions have come to grips with them. They now have nowhere to run. They now need to confront it. They need to realize that there are religious minorities, there are ethnic minorities, there are um, LGBTQ people in Iran. who have been voiceless and now need a voice i'm sorry i'm getting worked up again it's because um it is important and it is a beautiful thing for the first time something that people not only from outside of iran but inside of iran have thought to be impossible for a country with such traditionalist roots to find it have found it they have found a way and that is why woman life freedom is such a important cornerstone of the current movement of the current revolution it's because you cannot have freedom life without freedom and life for women and uh, 
from that you abolish the gender apartheid and then you move into the fact that uh, I'm sorry if I seem a little bit distracted the lights just went out I'm, I'm sitting in the dark right now like in the middle of me recording the lights went out I'm recording this at 3.50 a.m. the last episode I uploaded very diff uh, uh, difficult <laughs> with much difficulty so um I'm hoping that I can use the same loopholes to upload this, but it's getting harder and harder to keep doing this. But I will do this as long as I have a way. Um, I'm not, I'm tired of being voiceless in Iran. So you have to realize that uh, basically the idea behind woman life freedom is that a society that shackles half of its population, uh, women, cannot ever experience true freedom. I mean, that is 100% true. And you need to remember that. And there are people who are now, first, for the first time in their whole lives, confronting it. The ideals that have been in Iran for, again, more than 100 years, uh, the first waves of intellectual that came, um, enlightened that came, and I don't like calling them intellectual, the Russian fake movement, were saying this stuff and now we are finally realizing it because for the first time a large population in Iran has to confront it they have to confront all of the systematic um, problems that they have created for all of these minorities and they have to confront all of the systematic problems they have created for well not a minority 50% of the population And that's beautiful. Um, honestly, that is absolutely magnificent. And I'm glad. There are things like, um, there are sometimes you have to wonder, why me? Uh, I don't, it's not a good um, mindset probably, but you'd wonder about it. Why me? Why me in this intersection of history? Why did my youth has to be sacrificed? in uh, living under oppression of Islamic Republic. And that is true. It is sometimes disheartening to realize, oh, it's my life. You only get one life and I'm spending it here under oppression, fighting a regime that is immoral at best, monstrously hideous and vicious at worst. Inhuman in its all aspects. But then there are moments that I, I know it sounds like a, a foolishly optimistic way of looking at it, but when you look at it, I, I can't help it because I am seeing stuff that my forefathers thought to be barely dreams. You read Muhammad Ali Fouri stuff and you feel like, oh, it's talking about a dream. And I am living that dream. I am living a time where... Your, the Iranian populace is finally coming in grips with what it has to do, with what it needs to throw away. And that's exciting, isn't it? It's heartbreaking to live in it. But at the same time, we get to live it what we thought was a dream. For the first time, 
we can hear the scream of the voiceless. I know that sounded way too cheesy to reference the name of the episode, but yeah, we are doing that. If I have a net connection, I will see you next week. <laughs>